Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. El Presidente himself, Dave Portnoy. Isn't this kind of petty of you? I'm a petty guy. <laughs> that one you can't say. <sighs> All rules are off. All of the gloves are off. Everything's off. Well, don't you respect the pettiness, though? God knows I do. He reminds me of you. Yes. Yeah, I respect that. <sighs> oh, Portnoy. He is a petty guy. But, first of all, I want to address something real quick. You can hear me now this week, right, Dan? Yeah, I, I sound can hear fine. I can hear you fine now, last week. Now, if you ever fucking disagree with me again, I swear to Christ, you're lucky I can't see. Because you'd be out on the streets. <laughs> the second I get these eyes fixed, you're out of a job. Because you know, if I ever tell you again, my mic sounds funny and you disagree with me. Why don't you find someone else to come in here for free? Nah, all right, you make a good point. Uh, <laughs> I don't see people exactly lining up to work with you. <laughs> I apologize, folks, for my uh, mic sucking last week. This man obviously has no respect, but that'll be a theme this week. No one has any fucking respect for me. Why should they? Uh, well, I, uh, maybe, maybe you're right. But uh, you heard David Portnoy there. Uh, El Presidente, Barstool Sports, my former boss on the KNC program. Why is that noteworthy? We don't talk about EEI stuff, so why would I give a shit about that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because uh, Portnoy had a beef with Joe Zarbano for essentially doing his job, I guess. I don't know why he was so pissed off, but whatever, that's his issue. Uh, but anyways, it became a story. He, went out, he attacked EEI for trying to hire Jared Carabas. So, you know, my wheels start spinning, and I say, hey, I know Jared Carabas and Dave Portnoy. Let me try to get them on to talk about this. So yeah. I reach out to Portnoy, and I say, hey, uh, you know, I do a podcast for EI. Would you have any interest in uh, coming on to talk about this? Oh, and what did he say? He said, and I quote, yeah, I would never do it for WEI. But, but what I just played was him on KNC. That was before I asked him, though, right? It must have been... He must have meant from that point on when I asked him. Nope, nope, nope. That was that was oh, that was that oh, was, was uh, Tuesday. Oh, it was oh, it was like two days after I asked him. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me say this: I'm not fucking delusional. You're I understand. I understand. I, I, beg, I beg to differ. I mean, if we want to open up this this road, we can go down <laughs> it for a while. I'm not delusional. I understand that K and C is ten million times bigger uh, than my show. Uh, I mean, obviously, it doesn't. It doesn't. Even, a lot. It doesn't need to be said. It's obviously a lot bigger. I didn't know that. I, well, I've been lying to you. Oh. <laughs> That's how I get away with yelling at you. You keep me much. in the dark. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder why I make you sound tinny. K and C is 10 million times bigger than my show. I understand that. However, uh, when I asked Portnoy to be on my podcast, I didn't think it was because he needed the exposure. I thought it was because maybe he would do a favor for a guy who did a lot for Barstool. You can say what you want about me. You can say I'm just a fucking loser. I'm just a blind kid. I don't have any fucking talent. Whatever. But I did a lot for that fucking place. I humiliated myself for two years. I didn't give a fuck. And I'm not saying, you know, poor me. Oh, they abused me. Poor me. How could they? No, no, no. Kind of sounds like you're saying that. No, no, no. Let me correct that. I volunteered to do it. I want to make that very clear. 
I said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we called me Blind Mike? Hey, wouldn't it be funny if I did fucking all this dumb sh- ping pong and spike ball and all this dumb shit? I agreed to do that. Do, wait, that, so that wasn't a display of your athletic ability? Uh, no. Oh. It was, I, I was in on the joke. Oh. People might be surprised. I don't know, I, Mike. Looking I knew, at the video, <laughs> I, <laughs> looks otherwise. I knew I wouldn't be good at those things. Oh, well, good. But it was for comedy. It was because I thought it would be funny. I thought it would get page views on Bart, which fucking Portnoy obsesses over. So I played into that. And I thought that was with the idea in mind that someday there would be a payoff. That someday it would all be worth me doing that. You get to sit now. You are sitting in here in this studio with me. Exactly. So I've gone nowhere. (laughs) Wow, now I'm Now I'm in hell. No, I thought... That doing all of that, that getting a wallet to the face, would be worth something someday if I was in on the joke and laughed about it. But instead, what I've gotten time and again is complete fucking disrespect. And I'm a little sick. Like, how many times do you let someone spit in your face before you finally strike back? I don't know. Like, I've, I, I, I've got respect for the guy. He's obviously done an amazing job at building up Barstool. My issue is that he doesn't need the exposure of going on K&C. And I realize maybe he's friendly with them and he's doing them a favor. I asked first, <laughs> you know, and is there no... He, Pornoy talks about, about loyalty all the fucking time. That was his beef with the Carabas thing. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. How about showing a little loyalty to a guy that embarrassed himself with a smile on his face for two fucking years? That, you, that I'm a little sick of. Are you, are the you, fact that you can throw a wallet at my fucking face, and I laugh about it, and it's all in good fun, that you can embarrass me in fucking ping pong, and I, I'm a big joke, I'm a big fucking idiot. You still bring me up to this day. You're tell, talking about me on Barstool Radio. Oh, listen to what a fucking idiot we had as an intern. What a loser. And I always laughed about it. And I thought that was because I was in on the joke in some form, and that I was one of the guys. But it's like, for once, could you help me out when I ask you to do me a favor? You don't owe me anything, Portnoy. You did a lot for me. I understand that. Are you butthurt? I mean, a little bit. Yeah, you sound you sound more I, than more than a little. You sound quite butthurt. I am, but am I, am I crazy for saying that? For saying that maybe after doing all that, that if he came on my podcast, that would help me out so much more than it would help KNC? But why, why would he come on this week? Uh, why would he come on our show? The week after, during all of this, instead because, of going on. Because if you're never going to do it for WEEI. If he is going to do it, why wouldn't he go on the number one show, the number one morning show? He doesn't show need and, that. Why wouldn't he do it for a guy? Because he knows that's going to get the most listens. Why does he give a shit about that? Because he wants his word out. His word is out. He, Portnoy, Even more. I hate, to say, I hate to say it to the people here. Portnoy is bigger than WEI. Obviously. Bar- but, Barstool but, Sports is national now. He doesn't need... The, the 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 exposure that K and C gives him, I think if you want to talk about loyalty, Portnoy, I think you would be showing loyalty by doing me a favor, and I understand it would be doing me a favor. I'm not saying you need to come on here or anything, but it seems like if you say to me, I'm never going to do EEI, and then do d- the biggest show on EEI two days later, that's not disrespect. That's not spitting in my face a little bit. I think it is. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't think so. You just sound rather butthurt. I mean, maybe I am, but well, it's like, how many fucking times can they call me an idiot and show me no respect before I finally say something? I'm a fucking person. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I'm in on the joke. I'm in on the joke. But then when it becomes private and you say privately, I would never do EEI and then you're on two days later. That's like, okay, now you just don't give a fuck about me as a guy. Did you ask him to come on impaired? 
<laughs> my other podcast? No, yeah. I didn't. I Paul's didn't think it would make as much sense. Maybe he, yeah, maybe he listens to that. But no, it's it's there's it, it, it it's it's annoying to me and and hurtful to me. You keep saying butthurt, so I in you're not necessarily wrong. It is hurtful to me that uh, the guy I, I don't know that I'm willing to do that shit. If you look in the screenshot I posted on Twitter, if you look at that screenshot, I'm. The, the message I sent him before is me talking to him about Rough and Rowdy. I'm legitimately offering to maybe die in a fucking MMA fight for the place. I don't work there anymore. I, I didn't say, give me a job and I'll do this. I said, I think this would be funny if you can get a fucking blind guy to somehow fight in a, in a sanctioned MMA fight. If you can get me certified, I would do it. That's what I'm willing to do for that fucking place because I respect them. So it's like, how many times do you do this shit? Hey, you can embarrass me. Hey, you can let me fight an MMA and get my ass kicked. Hey, I'm willing to do all this stuff. Where's the where's the payoff? Where it's like, you still make fun of me. You still post David Portnoy, a friend of a blind man, with videos of me making an asshole myself. So wh- when does that pay off for me? When does it stop being, this is the, the fucking idiot that we made fun of for two years, and finally become, you know, this is a guy that we... we appreciate what he did for us to some extent you and you can crazy. still and you can still do k and c what i'm saying is would it have fucking killed him to come on here as a favor to me instead of lying to me and say you'd never do it again and then do it do it do it two days later you really think i'm crazy for thinking that i don't i i think that's pretty reasonable where i did a lot i i mean they would have been fine without me don't don't think i'm fucking delusional in that sense but i did a lot for the fucking place I do you know what it's like to have fucking any time I talk to a fucking girl now, it's hey I'm Mike Geary. They look me up the next day. It's oh my god I saw that video where you fucking kicked an air conditioner walking down the stairs. That that's a level of well now no one will ever respect me or see me as a fucking human being. Or you got to figure and out I, how to play that up. But the the point I'm making is now people that's me now is I'm the fucking idiot. I'm the spike ball kid. I'm the ping pong kid. I'm the idiot that took a wallet to the face. I'm that guy now, and I did it for that place. And that it's there's a sense where it's a humiliating thing. I'm not, I don't regret that I did it. I'm not saying woe is me. I'm happy I did it. A barstool gave me some opportunity. But for me to just ask a simple favor, it would have been fucking 20 minutes out of his day, not even. Well, Schmitty came on. He said, I got 15 minutes. We said, okay, we, that's what we kept him for. We're not going to fucking harass you and beg you to do more, and I'm not going to ask you to do it every week now. I get it. I get that you don't necessarily want to do it. Would it have killed you to take 20 minutes out of your day for me instead of the biggest show in the fucking market that doesn't need it? And, you know, do both. You can go on, Kirk and Callahan. But I, I, it just seemed like there was no loyalty there. And I did a lot for that place. And I've been very loyal to them, and I defend them. Again, they don't need my defense, but I defend them every time they're in the fucking news because I respect what they do. They don't have to apologize for dumb bullshit. They are who they are. They haven't changed since they moved to New York. So I respect the shit out of them, but that seems like a shitty move to just show me such disrespect by lying to me and saying I, I would never do anything affiliated with that station and then do it you know, the next day. That's kind of bullshit to me. And it's like, you know, how many times do I have to ask, you know, if you guys don't want to do it and you think I'm a fucking loser, then just say that. But don't, don't, <laughs> you don't have to lie to me. You don't have to just say, no, I'd rather do K and C. You know, I'm a big boy. I can take it. But it just seems like, you know, how, how long am I going to let people spit in my face before? Because I always, anytime that shit would happen, 
where like he'd make fun of me or take you know make jokes about me after I left. Even I was always like, ah, I was getting good fun because I thought it was. But then it's like, oh, now I see what this is. They don't see me as a fucking person. No, no, no. They saw me. They saw me. <laughs> they saw me as a toy that they used for a little while. Yeah. And then when they were done with me, they threw me away. Yeah. And that's the shitty thing. That's the part that you know hurts a little bit. Because there are some guys there that still treat me like you know KFC and Carabas talk to me like I'm a fucking human human being. Uh, porno doesn't do that, and I you know it, it maybe shame on me for expecting that. But and like I said, I you know I respect the shit out of the guy. He does a, he does an amazing job. Uh, he's very talented. And he doesn't need me to say that. But it just seemed, you know, the guy taught, preaches loyalty all the time. I did a lot for that place. Whether you think so or not, you'll, and this is, if he ever hears this, his response will be, I fucking made you. You didn't do anything for this place. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Portnoy. Because how, fi- find a blind guy that's going to be willing to do that shit. And be as funny, I, you know, I don't like to toot my own horn, but as funny with me with it. You're not going to find that a lot. I, I guarantee you, I've met blind people. They're real dullards. I'm the cream of the crop, baby. So that hurt me a little bit. Uh, you know, it's not. I'm not. I'm not fucking done with barstool. Fuck them. None of that shit that people do when they leave a place and and get angry. But that really annoyed me, and uh, I just wanted to kind of vocalize that for once. Dan disagrees. Dan's a, a saboteur and a backstabber. But uh, I'm I think, still here. Aren't I, I think. I think. I think uh, my my point is valid there. That there should be some sort of loyalty. But, you know, Dan, I get worked up. I'm, I'm yeah. hot under the collar now. And uh, I think you know what I need to bring me back down. I do. I think we need, bring to, me back down I, I think we need to pick up where we kind of left off last week. Yeah. With our, our boy, the Pope. I He's, need the Pope. The Pope is back. He's got a new intro song. <sighs> and, Terrific. Uh, <laughs> you would th- I mean, you would think, Mike, after everything that happened, that Francesca would address... Right? Yeah. Something that happened. Well he'd, well, he'd have to. I'll tell you why. Obviously, he does in this clip you're about to play me. Obviously, he does. Because uh, it was one of the biggest news stories in the country, really, the last Oh, week. yeah. I mean, I heard shows that don't ever talk sports talking about Mike Francesa. The guy had a, a build-up to his retirement longer than his actual retirement. Yeah. That's a big story. It's the number one market in the country. Big story. And now he's most, coming back. Francesca's giving... half of the most historic radio show ever. Big story. The guy's making a comeback. Obviously, he's going to address it. Right? I yeah. mean, he's getting his own app that's going to come out this summer. Well, I really that'll like, be... I like that company email. Did you read that company email? Yeah. That we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since that, uh, the fan Buckle is now up. part Buckle of... up, guys. Yeah, now yeah. part of Intercom. Mike Francesca is going to have his own, <laughs> own app. I'll download it. On Mike, I think. <laughs> Mike's on or on. Mike's yeah. on, yeah. But anyways, so here we go. This is the opening of Tuesday, May 1st. The first day back. From the studio, WFAN. Yeah, it has my name on it, but I'm not going to keep saying that. Uh, this is Mike Francesa, and it is Mike's on. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. It's nice to be back, uh, a little surprising to be back, and uh, in case you might have seen a little notice about it in the last couple of days, uh, I am back, uh, we'll get notes. into all that, I'm sure some of you, as you call and go through the day, might have a couple of questions, if you do, we'll answer them then, I'm not going to sit here and give you a litany of what happened, because some of it is none of your business, and the rest of it, well, you know, I'll tell you it as we uh, go along, but I want to thank everyone for all the kind thoughts and wishes that came from every corner. It was uh, overwhelming, all the uh, 
nice messages and warm greetings that were uh, sent my way. So I thank everybody for that. And it's time to get down and do some sports, which I haven't had a chance to do in a long time. You know, it was December 15th, the last time I was here. So a lot has gone on since then. We're not going to get all get to all of it in one day, but we got a lot going on uh, right now. I was uh, fascinated by the Yankees and the Astros <laughs> last night. First of all, I don't like the Astros Jesus very much. Christ. But, you know, the Yankees went in there having won nine straight. They were four going to be, after last night, four games into this 13-game uh, So he just doesn't... Schedule that was going to be the, nope. you know, the one that was the true All test. Right, enough of this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Francesa. So it's the biggest one. I mean, not, not probably not the biggest story in the country, but it's up there. Well, a lot of people talked about it. Put it that way. And he says, first of all, he says, uh, you know, we'll get some of it's none of your business, and some of it we'll get to down the road. Francesa is not the type of guy. He's never going to get to that. Life's weird. It really is sometimes. He's never going to talk about that ever. Like it. What what will happen is callers will call up and say, uh, "Mike, you're a fucking you 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 sandbagged CMB." You held you held on hold for an hour and a half to say that. I developed this app called Mike's On. <laughs> that'll be that's going to light the world on fire. That'll be bigger than iTunes. That's going to light the world on fire. Uh, I don't understand what that app is. Are we in the real world here? <laughs> what? what? What is the app? I don't get it because uh, you can hear WFAN on the radio.com app. Right. Uh, so I don't understand what the Mike's on app it's, is. I guess it's just Mike, maybe maybe some videos of Mike. But his show is just Mike. Like, is I, don't, still, I don't get it. Is he still simulcasted? No. He was on Yes Forever. Right. And then he went to and Fox then he went Sports. To FS1. And um, I would assume maybe he's going to try and get a deal somewhere. MSG or something. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Someone sends you like a thumbs up or something like that. That thing is called an emoji. That man is obviously in touch with tech. What is an uh, emoji? It's that little thing on your uh, computer. Well said, Mike. Thank you. It's like, how do you not? that? That's one of the most legendary guys in the history of sports talk radio. And he doesn't know enough to fucking address the biggest story surrounding him. Why would he? It's unbelievable. And you know what's really sad? What really spits in the face of a... I'm using that phrase too much. But what's really a a, a disgrace to CMB is that uh, he will, I mean, quadruple their ratings. Oh, yeah. He's going to trounce what CMB were doing. Right, and he's going to put Michael K back in number two. Um, Probably. Oh, absolutely. Probably. He never lost to him. Yeah, but there's a thing. I mean, unless the book- when you go away for four months, maybe there will be some people unless that started that- listening to Michael K that just keep listening to Michael. And, K. Or if that one month of April of CMB was so <laughs> was atrocious, so- <laughs> yeah, right, and it just <laughs> drove everyone away. Yeah, that it uh, pulls the ratings down for the afternoon. Uh, but so here's the thing with CMB is uh, we didn't. Uh, I don't know if this story was out there when we talked about it with Lucy last week yet, but uh, uh, when. Russo, Mad Dog, went on here, did his interview here at uh, EEI, uh, and talked about CMB and gave him a little trashing. I guess Chris Carlin texted him afterward just the words, suck my dick, which is a great, first of all, suck my dick, one of the great ways to just tell someone to go fuck themselves. You got him. It's a great, now where is that guy? Where's the suck my dick guy? That could be a good sound drop, by the way. (laughs) Where's the suck my dick guy? Where's... Uh, but where's the guy telling people to go suck his dick on air? Instead, it's well, you can't do that. Mags, what up? You can't do it in so many words. But what does Minahan do every day? 
I you know, know what I mean? I, I work a different morning show. So. <laughs> so. Well, what does is, what is Hillman do every day? You know what I mean? Like, those guys, without without using foul language, tell people to suck their dicks. Well, maybe, Car- Why can't maybe Chris Carlin's not that um, talented. <laughs> that, that, you, know, you know, Dan, sometimes you hit the nail on the head. I try. <laughs> sometimes you hit it out of the park. That's what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, poor, poor fucking CMB. But they deserve it because I would say differently if maybe... Uh, you know, like Dale Arnold seems like generally a pretty nice guy. So if you want him to come out and bash everyone, it doesn't seem like that's necessarily his personality. Maybe it is. I don't know the man. Only if you talk about hockey. Maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe. So maybe there is some f- that of that fire in Dale that he should let out. But Carlin obviously has some of that. As ob- obviously has some of that fucking vitriol and go fuck yourself attitude. But he just doesn't let it out in the air. There are a lot of guys that are afraid to do that. I don't know why. When you look at. You know, the history of broadcasting, that's what gets ratings, is when you tell people to go fuck themselves. So I, I don't know why uh, Carlin has never had that instinct to finally say, hey, Mike, we work in the same building now. You just fucked me. You bent me over and you fucked me. Why not say that? Instead, how did they start their shit? They're like, well, let's go. We're in a new time slot. Something like, like that. Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. And it's like now you, you're, you do a crossover with the guy that, Stole your job. Now, he, sh- he should have. Francesa did nothing wrong, in my opinion. But he did steal your job. And you say nothing about it on the air? That's embarrassing. That really is embarrassing. Uh, but a man who never embarrasses himself. My boy, Chuck. Oh, uh, Charles. Ch- Chuck's got some beef with uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, so- As he should. Draymond Green, is is there a more hateable guy than Draymond Green in sports? Oh, I mean... He's up there. I mean, aside from, you know, actual criminal, like actual yeah. wife beaters and shit. Yeah, but I, Other than that, Draymond Green is about as hateable as it gets. Yeah. I mean, well, you saw um, earlier this Looking week. Looking for nuts got, to kick all over the place. Yeah, he got into it with Rondo. Yeah. John Rondo, uh, still scrapping on that Pelicans-Golden State series in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs in the NBA. They got into it under the basket, and uh, Chuck did not like it too much. On Rondo and Draymond Green. That's what you want to call it? <laughs> What do you want to call it, Chuckster? I, I just want somebody to punch him in the face. Which, Which one? one? <laughs> I really do. I just want somebody to pu- punch him in the face. Why you don't like Mario J in Atlanta? I want to punch him in the face. Why you don't like Draymond? <laughs> I'm just telling you, I want to punch his ass in the face. I do. Now, if anyone's going to apologize for that clip, why does Ernie have the, feel the need to call him Chuckster? Ernie I, ca- I kind of like it. Eh, Chuckster. Barkley's become a character. I love. No, I, I disagree. I love Barkley. I think that's who he is. He's a character, but he is a character. But... But he's not playing a character. I think that's him. That's just him. Yeah, but his, yeah. his, his own personality is a character. Sure. Like, yeah. Like if you look at, but whole- I, I fucking love him. Yeah. I love Barkley. Uh, now, I get, here's the thing: is like in, in this fucking day and age, you can't threaten violence against people because we're all pussies. But well, I understand, like you, you know, with a lot of apologies, and we'll talk about one later with old Mikey Schmidt. But with a lot of apologies, it's like, why are you apologizing for that? This wasn't forced by anyone. I don't think that the network said you have to apologize for that. No, but Draymond Green did catch wind of it. He, yeah. was, he was asked about it at his So prep. let's see what Draymond says first. I'm getting ahead of myself. I think a lot of guys talk on TV, um, stand behind a microphone and a TV screen. fact of the matter is, if, if you feel that strongly about something, he's seen me a million times. If he feel that strongly about it, then punch me in my face when you see me. If you're not going to punch me in my face when you see say. me, then shut up. It's no different than somebody sitting behind a computer screen tweet i'll knock you out and you never see him in life well he's seen me a bunch of times and he'll see me again this year punch me in the face when you see me or if not no one cares what you would have done you old and it is what it is so you old you ain't gonna punch me when you see me then stop talking about it period drop the mic 
What a what a douchebag. Drop the mic. I, I thought thinks it was he's, funny. Thinks I he's thought so it was cool. funny. I think he's a douchebag. I hate Draymond Green. And it's like, did you lose money betting it, on him or something? No. no. <laughs> yeah, me and Chuck bet against, obviously bet against the Warriors, and that's why we have this beef with them. No. Uh, well, that's your first problem, it's, betting it's, against the Warriors. It's fucking absurd. It's disrespectful to talk about fucking Barkley like that, like he's never done anything. Now, if Ernie Johnson said that, it's a little different. Because Ernie Johnson never played the game or anything like that. But you're talking about Charles Barkley. like you got, he's a guy, You're comparing him to fucking Twitter eggs. It's like this is a guy, and you said he's no different than people on Twitter. Well, he is different because he knows he's going to see you again. So he, and, he, and he knows you, there's a chance you hear it. Now, I understand Barkley shouldn't be advocating for people to punch him in the face. But it's like it's a throwaway line. He's fucking around. So relax, Draymond Green. I realize you got to defend yourself a little bit. But don't fucking... Oh, oh, he's an old man. He's not going to... Yeah, he is an old man. So he's not going to punch you in the face. He's just talking shit. So he's... That's uh, what Barkley does. So Wednesday night, Chuck did uh, offer up some sort of an apology. I apologize to Draymond Green and his mom. Listen, <laughs> why his mom? <laughs> well, because she, she, she... also I tweeted. She tweeted. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. You, you know, you're one of those idiots who tweets, so I don't pay I, attention. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't know. I didn't okay. know his mom tweeted. So, you know, Ernie, what I said was inappropriate... I would never punch an NBA player. I meant what I said, but uh, I would never punch an NBA player. Draymond Green's a good player. I think he's a nice kid. I wish him nothing but the best. But what I said was inappropriate. And you know what? My personal opinion should never come across in a comment I make about a team or a player. It did last night. Draymond is a hell of a player. He's an irritant. I don't like He annoys me at times, but he's a hell of a player. But what I said was wrong, and I apologize. And that, yes, like that I have no problem with. Because he's he's sticking to his guns. He's saying, I meant everything I said. I shouldn't be telling people to punch the guy in the face. Uh, But the part I really liked about that is it's kind of like a little bit of a bitch slap to Draymond. Yeah, it was backhanded. When he's like, when he's like, and his mom. He's like his mom. He tattled to his mommy. Yeah. His mom scolded me. On Twitter. So I'll apologize to him and his mommy. <laughs> um, I just love fucking Barkley, man. And he's a guy that will never, like, that's an apo- That's the type of apology that Barkley will give. That's the strongest you'll ever hear him apologize. Where he's like, yeah, I meant everything I said, but I shouldn't have said punch him in the face. Um, so speaking of 80s stars. 80s athletes. Yeah. Apologize. Now, this one's embarrassing. I have all the respect in the world for Barkley and how he apologized. Uh, I have no respect when people apologize uh, for things like what happened to Mike Schmidt. You do that, you're going to do it another time. If you pop your shoulder, it's going to keep on popping out. And I guess if you don't do the dishes, it doesn't matter. You're just never going to do the dishes. I got a dishwasher at home myself. <laughs> you don't think he has one, Brandon? My wife. <laughs> oh. No. Oh. oh. No. Donna is <laughs> not going to be quite happy about that. Quite, quite actually. Oh, that was bad, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do the dishes. Uh, oh, boy. Most yeah, yeah, of the I time. Christine, our stage oh, manager, oh, is not happy about that. <laughs> Something sounds fishy uh, about that, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. Me too movement. Where does that fit in? One-two pitch. Ground ball towards shortstop Swanson. It's a second for one over the first. They won't turn the double play. Well, I was trying to be funny, and uh, <laughs> that's really not the case. That was audio of Lenny Bruce from 1956. Now, that was uh, Mike Schmidt and the Phillies broadcast team the other night. And you might be saying, why the hell? That wasn't an interesting clip. Why are you playing that? Well, because apparently that makes Mike Schmidt a sexist. You may not have realized it listening to that, but telling jokes that were dated in the 1940s is now 
offensive. You know, I'm sure most of the people that were like 85% of the audience listening to that thought that was funny. Or thought it was mildly like, huh. Or just true. Yeah. <laughs> or just true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, there's a time. I mean, what if, he's what obvi- first what of all, he's wife- obviously kidding. Yeah. He's obviously kidding. But it's not he, like his he? wife is chained up in the kitchen, slaving away in front of the sink. You know what I mean? He's obviously joking. And he says it in that clip. I'm kidding. So I don't understand why people are so bothered by it. But, I mean, it's like going out on a limb here, Mike. Yeah. Growing up in my house, yeah. my mom usually did the dishes. <laughs> well, Dan, your father is obviously a sexist pig. Does that make me? Or was I just um, a kid? You were, you were, you know, kind of like the Nazis. You were just following orders. You, okay. were, allow- you were allowing it to happen. Okay. So you're not blameless, but right. it's not it's not completely your fault. Okay. Uh, it's just silliness. It's like he's obviously kidding around. It's a stereotype that he's he's fucking goofing on, and he didn't fucking mean it. He after that he says, "I do the dishes in my house." Well, may, uh, but maybe, I guess maybe Mike tried to do the dishes and he did them poorly. Yes, and she told he's him just to, a dumb man. She told well, him to stay the fuck away. It's also a double standard because how many fucking every every commercial you see for like dishwasher detergent is some some lady. With her husband in the background, fucking can't tie his shoes. And then their saying, kid comes my, up with a my greasy husband, saucepan. Yeah. <laughs> my husband is so stupid, <laughs> I have to do all the dishes. It's like, so it's a double standard. Why can, why can we make that joke one way but not the other? But I guess the part that people had a problem with that he, was that he referenced the Me Too thing. Yeah. That, that, that's not offensive I, I, I think he's, Mike he's, just doesn't understand what Me Too is. He's he, Right. Yeah. That's obviously he didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he's referencing something that's in the news and trying to relate it. He's fucking around. He's a dumb old man. He's not particularly funny. Like most athletes aren't that funny because they've just been told they're funny their entire lives. So Mike Schmidt might not be that funny a guy, but he's trying to be. It's like when you're going for it's like Michelle Wolf. You saw at the correspondence dinner. Obviously, people are when they're going for jokes. Why do we have to act like they're doing a sermon, like they're standing up in front of the the fucking the the, the townspeople, giving facts? It's like no, they're telling jokes. They're fucking around. Mike Schmidt's job in that booth is to entertain, and believe me, when you're watching a baseball game, there's a lot of points that aren't entertaining. So you got to fucking tap dance a little bit. And that's what Mike Schmidt was trying to do. Do we have to make him get on wounded knee and say, please, folks, please forgive me. I am so sorry that I made a joke that people have been making for 60 years. I'm terribly sorry that we have to, we have to pretend that that isn't a stereotype that people goof on. It's silly. You're being silly if you were offended by that. And I don't think anyone was offended by it. I think they made him apologize because of fucking advertisers and people get... To use your word from earlier, Dan, butthurt. People get very butthurt. Yes. Theme um, of the week. There was... Now, if you want to talk about Mike Schmidt, there's a bit of audio that he should apologize for. This is the only thing I've ever heard from Mike Schmidt that he should apologize for. We'll play that in one second. We'll close on that. You won't hear from me after that. But first... Thank God. First, I'm done. I'm finally done. But first, I want to say, subscribe to the fucking iTunes page, you pieces of shit. Seriously. You heard what I did to Portnoy at the beginning of this show? I'll do it to you next week if we don't get more five-star ratings on this fucking podcast. I swear to God. Yeah, and if I get one more voicemail from Blind Mike about not having any goddamn ratings, I'm going to go off. I, I torture this man, and it's not his fault. It's the fault of you people. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Please, please tell us you like us. I need it. I'm very needy. Or like I dared a couple weeks ago, say, tell us you don't like us. Yeah, and then fine. Someone whatever. One star. Whatever. No, give us five stars, but tell us you don't like us. That's what I'll say. Give us five stars, but then say Mike's a cunt in the fucking in the ratings. That's all I ask. Yeah. And uh, if, you, if you don't have iTunes or whatever, you listen on WEI.com or the WEI app. I think and, you can find uh, us on radio.com now, too. 
Can you? Can you get podcasts on there? Yeah, you can. All right, look them up on radio.com as well. Any of those will work for you. And uh, go fuck yourselves, folks. See you never. <clears throat> Some 18 years ago, I left Dayton, Ohio with two very bad knees. and a dream to become a Major League Baseball player. I thank God that the dream came true. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t